Okay, so we're leaving, but would, would you mind taking our picture first? Oh, wait, I mean, let's just do I'm not allowed to do that, ma'am. Jesus Christ, it's not Disneyland. Hey, Red, move your fat ass. What did you just say to her? Who the hell do you think you are? Oh, fuck you. Yeah, get in the game or get out. Guys, guys, let's go. It's okay. No! It is most certainly not okay. Listen, you big jerk. Her ass isn't normally this big. Yes. Thank you, I almost forgot. My ass is fat because I just had a baby, you asshole. What's your excuse? Yeah, you having triplets? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back to the Miranda's season five, episode three. Episode three. Um, episode three. I'm forgetting. Wait, wait, which is what is this one I called again? God darn it. I just had my notes. Um, this is, oh, luck be an old lady. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, we just want to say again, thank you as always to people who reach out. Um, we love seeing also new listeners, people who mm -hmm. watch in just like that, who are now tuning in to our reviews. That's really fun. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much. It's season five. It feels good. And I know we said this um, the last time we, we, we were on, how great it is to be back with the original Sex in the City. Because I don't think we would have started a podcast if in Just Like That had been like in Just Like You know, it's just yeah, like, no way. <laughs> it, there's nothing there. Whereas this, there's so much to talk about. The episodes are so much fun. They're super playful, but they they talk about pretty deep things in a playful way. And mm -hmm. by God, I don't know. I just I just love the show. So this yes. was a it's been fun to be back with, with season five. Yes. Can I give you my cold read? <laughs> I love a cold read. This is the worst we've ever seen. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It like it's hair, bad and it's going to the hair is yeah. horrible. And the makeup. If we're looking at a curve, we're at the peak. The next episode, it's still pretty high bad. But as season five progresses, it's going to get a little bit better. But yeah, we're, it's bad. When and, and I think the look coupled with them being in Atlantic City is yeah. what brings it to its worst, worst. Because uh, she's these super tight, short curls that are kind of like ever so slightly straightened in the last inch. And so it's just mm -hmm. kind of like spiky but curly. And then she has like literally dark navy or turquoise eyeshadow. It's just yeah. like it's super garish looking. Very chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Great first cold take. And it, well, it, it's, it's what's fun. What's ironic about it is that Charlotte is supposed to be like, the, you know, they're calling her harlot. That she's supposed to be the tacky one, but SJP looks terrible. Yeah, this season five is not her season. We know that Sarah Jessica Parker is pregnant during this season. Right. Um, this has nothing to do with her pregnancy, though. No. It's pretty much um, neck up that we're we're struggling with. Where it's just it's just the makeup and hair. And I wonder if maybe this is being generous, but Carrie is pretty lost in this season she's kind of up and down she's feeling super proud to be single but also feeling very afraid of where she's headed in her life and so maybe that maybe there's like a matching of external and internal feeling of 
I don't know, chaos and d- disconnection. Like, because this is just not, she does not look good. But I don't think she feels good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, there were some really good Samantha Zingers in this episode, I have to say. Do you want to do a quick summary? I like how you're like, we're just going to get right past that. We'll just do right <laughs> Sorry, to I Samantha zoned Zingers. out. I'm really sorry. <laughs> well, that's okay. I was looking at my um, notes. Okay. <laughs> I have a ton of notes. If you were to look at my phone right now, it is, it's a long one. I was watching it on my laptop and typing notes. So I just, I really went in. Click, clack. Okay. So in this episode, we have um, the girls again it, within this season we're seeing them all in different places and there's constantly this force of just trying to bring them together even though they're in different places so we start off the episode and Carrie was set up on a blind date that did not go well she's now self-reflecting and being like you know what whatever I'm giving up on dating fuck it I'm just gonna invest in my friendships girls let's do a girls trip for Charlotte's 36th birthday Charlotte is feeling very overwhelmed by turning 36. She's a little bit in denial because she's not where she wanted to be. Very relatable. Samantha is really torn with her relationship with Richard. She's really clinging to him, but also very afraid that he's going to cheat and leave. And Miranda is coming to terms with her post-baby body and energy levels and her ability to commit and be present with friends. This whole episode, um, it's kind of an interesting episode because it's in a different location than New York, which isn't common for the series. They're in Atlantic City celebrating Charlotte's birthday, and they're all just dealing with some separate issue. Yeah. Charlotte's dealing with feeling old and unwanted. Carrie's feeling um, like her, her she's losing her friends. Samantha's losing her mind over Richard, and Miranda is losing her sense of self when somebody says something really cruel about her. So... So much to talk about in this episode. I actually have some like topics for us. And I'm curious if you want to, I read through the topics and you can just choose which one you want to go through first. Yes. Okay. So topic, we have aging, investing in friendships, cheating anxiety, blind dates, and being around PDA couples that these are kind of smaller ones. And then the question is, is Carrie being a good friend or is she being inherently selfish on this trip? lol where do you think we want to start i think we should start with cheating anxiety because it um i have a bunch of at the top of the episode samantha zingers and miranda sarcasms that i think will lead right into the combo yes thank you i will no one's here What's going on? I can't do this anymore. That's what's going on. I just ran up 11 flights of stairs because I was sure that you were up here fucking someone else. As you can see, I'm not. Right now. Right now you're not. But you were. And you will again. And I can't spend my life running up and down stairs wondering when. I thought I could handle this, but I can't. I'm too old. Okay, so... The cheating anxiety is, and we've seen this over the past couple episodes as Samantha has gotten back with Richard, there's this constant lingering in her mind of will he, won't he, will he cheat again? Yeah. She was totally traumatized by catching him in the act of cheating, which totally reasonable that she'd be like so scared that it would happen again. But she's now doesn't even want him to be alone in the room, but with um, attractive women, especially attractive women with big breasts. Like that's a common theme of just like breasts, breasts, breasts are always like a threat to her because she's smaller chested. So I thought that was interesting that she like zooms in on that physical feature like, ah, that's the thing that he really wants. Um, 
And she he, she doesn't really catch him cheating at the end. No. But she runs up the stairs when they're in this hotel in Atlantic City because he um, flies the girls there and, and treats them to this hotel. And she ends up breaking up with him because the anxiety is too much for her to live with. Yeah. So what do you have for some of the isms and zingers? Well, so they're at, in Atlantic it, they're in Atlantic City at a restaurant and Richard, you know, with like, let's say the restaurant manager comes up to him mm-hmm. and she has a very large, perky, exposed like breasts. And without there even being any sort of narration or line about the boobs, Miranda literally says, that reminds me, I have to pump soon. <laughs> It feels good to be sarcastic. I love it. It's so good. And then my Samantha Zinger follows is, who chose this restaurant anyway? <laughs> I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. It's like classic Sam Corny. Yeah. Who chose this restaurant? Yeah, boobs are like heavily focused in this episode. Yeah, but um. as for, okay, so my question actually with this topic is, do you, and I've always wondered this, <clears throat> and then I wondered, do you actually think Richard was going to cheat with the last towel lady? I love you. I love you too, Richard. But I love me more. And there, high above the casino, Samantha pulled her highest bet, her heart, off the table. I... It, they they made it kind of ambiguous, but yes. hinting at it at the end, like Samantha feels vindicated by her decision when yeah. she sees the sultry look of the the maid walking into the room. Yeah, honestly, I don't know, but I think that I think we did know that it was going to happen again. Maybe it wasn't her, but it was going to be somebody else. Got it. And maybe they're hinting at her coming to the room and get, delivering the towels. truly I don't know but I do know that he would have cheated again and she made the right call yeah I think she made the right call I um yeah I I believe they're over I yeah I feel bad for Samantha that she feels that way and I think it's really normal of course um I do think it was funny that she, she like made it sound like Richard was like a dog that she just like walked around the block like she's like we just had sex for the past whatever hours like he should he's exhausted like he should be fine for the next you know whatever <laughs> that's so true I think and then she calls it like defensive fucking or something because yeah she's like he cut pretty much like we'll be like out of commission um she tired him out yeah and I it was defensive fucking this- I had no choice there were Cheap looking whores fleeing from every direction here. So we we we've talked, you know, for the past couple seasons on our podcast about the character of Samantha and is she this like super strong, mm, sexually empowered right. woman, or or is she? And, and again, she can be both. She can be sexually strong and empowered, but also like very vulnerable and insecure. And I think Richard really brought that out of her that yes. real the real vulnerability that she actually cared about somebody um and we we see that in this episode when she when he gives her he gives her these this pearl thong which is like the most uncomfortable yeah. thing imaginable she's running up the stairs because she can't catch the, catch the elevator and you just see panic she's yeah. panicked this whole episode she's yeah. panicked to miss a trip going to atlantic city she's panicked yeah. about missing a dinner because of this and I think this is, it's somewhat relatable. I haven't f- fully experienced this, but yeah. I've definitely experienced um, anxiety in yeah. the relationships. Yeah. And that feeling like the other shoe's going to drop. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like when's the bad thing going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. And I think with, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. It's interesting because like, I think that the conversation is really different now uh, of a days about like, um, cheating and relationships like I think that like he's painted in this show like he comes off as just like kind of like a normal guy but really like he not a normal guy but he seems like compassionate in some ways but really like I feel like now we would be talking more about how someone's like either a narcissist or has a sex addiction in tandem with they're cheating you know um yeah like like almost there's an excuse for it or there's like a um you can like pathologize it yeah and i i I also just think like some men cheat yeah i don't know i think monogamy is not for everybody yeah i think for a lot of men it's probably challenging for women too i mean i'm not i don't want to overgeneralize but do you think that the the old adage of once a cheater always a cheater no, I I don't agree with that. I think it's like really like flat blanket statement. I think mm-hmm. that there's like a lot of different reasons or events or whatever that like those things happen. I just think that life is more complicated. But I do think that, you know, like with this Richard character, like it's crazy to me that he would cheat because um, I know. because she is so like constantly having sex with him and I, I know i mean i'm not making excuses for anything but like sometimes there's like sexual dysfunction in relationships or mismatched libidos or whatever people fall out of love or whatever and so like the fact that we know that richard might cheat again even though they are quote unquote like in love and in their honeymoon phase and samantha's like constantly like pleasuring him providing this that physical need that that like you know assuming that he would cheat again is like wow this guy's like fucked up you know yeah i think i think when samantha says this in the previous episode where you know if a you know a fancy pussy comes around you know i can't judge him he's a powerful man so she's now made an excuse for his bad behavior yes and or or she's just accepting it that it's maybe we don't have to um you know attach morality to cheating and sex and doing this um but yeah we're glad to see richard go we're sad for samantha um but i I mean i think this just i think the next guy in her life ends up being smith i love smith i know and this was her first real real relationship other than like maria and pencil dick yeah 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 yeah. remember that guy that feels so long ago i know it does feel really long ago um Um, okay so small plot the the episode starts off with carrie being stood up this was actually my first ancient scroll of the episode where when Carrie's being stood up, a guy walks in with a flip phone with little headphones plugged (laughs) into the flip phone with one ear. And they probably made it seem so high tech and cool at the time, but it just looks so... Can you imagine someone doing that now? It's so crazy. (laughs) And I feel like there are people who do that now and they're like the creep at the bar. But um, my ancient scroll is also at the beginning of the episode and it's when Carrie... It's when Carrie is uh, watching the TV Guide channel. Oh, I don't know if you that's saw a that. good one. Because she was like so okay, bored that's a good or one. whatever. Um, I know. There's some. There's actually in the the next this episode the next episode. Um, 
there's some really good ancient scrolls. For some reason, season five, a lot of it's like tech and like internet related. But the episode starts out with, again, she's, you know, this guy walks in, whatever. She is stood up on this blind date. But I'm curious if you've ever been on a bad or great blind date. Um... Yes, I have actually. <laughs> I think I've been on like two or three blind dates in my life. One, what are we counting as a blind date? Um, never met them before. So the most recent one is I had no idea what they look like, never met them. But it was also like, oh, to be friends, air quotes. So like it was maybe a friend mm-hmm. date, but um, that was like when I first moved here. I had no idea what they look like. Um, but I think... This, uh, the second one, I, the first one I was set up by a coworker. I had no idea what he looked like. It was great texting. Um, but the second one, I think I'd maybe saw him from afar vaguely. And, but I was, and I like at a party and then I was set up on a date and it was like a terrible date. Yeah. Hard, hard to think to execute a blind date. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think you just, they just, people like, you know, give, phone numbers or whatever I just remember that this guy I show up it's a Friday night and this guy was yawning the entire time one not covering his mouth and two when I was talking just like in my face it was the okay rudest terrible shit ever yeah I feel like with blind dates, the stakes are even higher for behavior. You know, we're going into this totally blind. Like, bring your best self. Why are you yawning? Yeah. And then he like, it was like pulling teeth. I was like trying to like ask about like he was getting his PhD at NYU and something. It was conversation was pulling teeth. It was like, oh, it was like, oh, like, do you like going to concerts? Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Cool. Like, you know, it was like oh. that, where it was just like you're checking off like the stupid, co- like there was just like, okay, like, do you have anything you want to add about that? Like, you know, I was like trying to give anecdotes, like nothing. But then, and then he like kissed me goodbye, like when we were like leaving the date. And I was like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> like I, you yawned at me the whole time. Like you were like, you looked so tired. And now you're like, you don't have to kiss me. Like, <laughs> I know he's like, all right, let's go, baby. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. All right, this is what you're supposed I, to do now. Yeah, I yeah, no, I think uh, honestly, I I'm Dakota and I blind date. I have oh, no right. idea what he looked like. It was a setup. You but it no was a setup and like? a blind date. No idea. I had never oh, wow. didn't Google him, didn't search him. He had searched me, so he knew me. Um, but yeah, so I had first time I saw him was on our first date. How did We've you been know ever since. what each other looked like? Um, we had been texting and saying like, hey, I'm going to, he was like, I'm going to be at the front of the restaurant. We had been texting before. So technically, I don't know if it's a blind date because we no, had it counts. texting a couple days to like make plans. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's... and we had, we had great texting chemistry. So it was fun to meet someone yeah. in person. But yeah, I would say I, when I tell people, I say we met on a blind date because it was, for it me, was a, a complete blind date. If you had no idea what he looked like, that for me is what a blind date means. Yeah, I still, I still remember walking up and like seeing him and like what he was wearing what I was wearing yeah it's a very it's like a very deep core memory yeah it's yeah, a, yeah. a sweet memory so guys they and they but they should the reason I brought this up is blind dates are deemed by the women as like the lowest form of dating right like, Samantha's right. like you are too good for that right. it is beneath you and right. I don't I just I totally disagree I think I mean who would want to be set up on a like a, a blind date I think 
people should do that more. What's wrong? Well, yeah, that's hard. what I was wondering. I was like looking over my shoulder, like, wait, what? Like this is it is like this is an all time low when you're set up on a blind date. Is the assumption that carries like social and like knows enough yes. people in the city that it should just be like organic, like yeah, she's which like is a like, socialite mm- basically. Which is, I think, total ancient scroll dating advice. Like, yeah. just go out there and, like, just be – you'll just naturally meet people living your life. Like, no. no. You need to put some work into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, now but you I do like, like that, work. Yeah. It, it is work. That Carrie describes most dates, first dates, as interviews with cocktails, which I think you just described as, is is how it can kind of feel like an absolute interview. And I think when it's a great date, it doesn't feel that way. And her date doesn't um, even show up. Oh, I know. It's, it's so terrible. I've never been stood – no well I don't know if it's it's really hard to stand people up now in the age of texting but yeah. I definitely had somebody cancel 30 minutes before while I, I was getting ready I recently had that this summer where it was like I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you who because it's someone we know oh okay well I'll tell you mine really quick it was like I texted the person just letting them know that like I was gonna be 30 minutes late like can we push it to like 5 30 instead of five and it was like four o'clock or something and it was like oh yeah like sorry i can't i was like i've got to work and i was like it's a sunday like <laughs> it was just so rude i was like oh so you weren't gonna tell me that you were like super busy with work until like ever wait tell me yeah. yours well especially you're in my brain like we've thought about this we've planned this how dare I you blew how out my hair for god's sake <laughs> i know Wait, who is yours? Okay, are you, will you bleep it out? No. Please. Okay, um, <laughs> of course. It was... Um... <gasps> Wait, when was this? Years and years ago. Like probably maybe a month before I met Dakota. <gasps> and you were just straight up stood up? Yeah, like 30, 45 minutes And before. what was the excuse? Are you ready? Oh, no. Are you ready? Too hungover. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Bingo. Bingo. I know. That one's so funny fucking one. Okay. rude. It's so fucking it rude. It was rude. And of course, back then, my whole thing with, with guys from the age of 23 to about 27 was, you will never know that I care. So I was like, no yeah. worries. Totally okay. That happens I to never me expressed- all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I expressed an opinion to a man from the age of 23 <laughs> to 27. And um, yeah, so totally did not. But I remember being very bummed in the moment, but a, an amazing redirection and, and fate. Oh, but okay, so blind God. dates. Okay, so the big thing in this episode <laughs> is, is aging and friendships and the intersection between that both aging with self aging with friends and time where mm. do you where do you want to go with that because the girls all are experiencing this in like a different well, way i think i just got to get in with my carry trackers if that's okay i don't need professional help i've got you guys yeah, for about another 10 minutes oh there's a lot let's let's go for it like i literally so carry has i guess given up on love because a stranger didn't show up on her blind date and it's like, I don't understand what's happening. And so Charlotte, who's still optimistic, who she like in the prior episode, like dedicated her book to the eternal optimist. It's Charlotte's birthday. And there are these cute guys in Atlantic City who want to buy them drinks. And Carrie's like, absolutely not. <laughs> it is Charlotte's birthday. 
And then she's like, absolutely not. And then she insists that they go on like some weird like little golf cart, golf cart? ride or something. Wearing matching pink zip up hoodies. And then she's <laughs> like, when? And then she straight up leaves. <laughs> she leaves and says, hey, Charlotte, I actually want to go get some saltwater taffy alone. So, like, see you later. Bye, girl. Bye. So, like, Charlotte's, like, so confused. Like, okay. We know you're dressed like a, a, a street walker. Um, and now you're pink hoodie on a golf cart at, like, four in the afternoon. But sure, whatever. 20 minutes later, we were out of the dark and into the light. Isn't this amazing? It's like a postcard for the 20s. You didn't have had one drink? What's the harm in having one drink? I can't believe you're still upset about that. What role did you think those guys were going to play in our lives? Who knows? We might have hit it off. Oh, come on. Let's look at the odds. Realistically, how many guys do we ever hit it off with? Very few. And even if we do, those relationships don't last. And even if they did, men die first. So we're right back where we started. I say we skip all the drama and just... Enjoy each other's company. Now. But I don't want to skip all the drama. That's life. That's everything. That's relationships and anniversaries and kids. And I want all that in addition to my friends. Well, that sounds wonderful, but don't bank on it happening. (laughs) And Carrie's whole excuse is that she wants to skip all the drama and just enjoy each other's company. Like she's given up on love. And so therefore, Charlotte's not allowed to even entertain the idea of getting a a drink with a guy like thinking that it could turn into something so this was one of my original questions because in the beginning carrie's actually when she's talking about her blind date she actually diverts the conversations like enough about me like it's charlotte's birthday so i was like wow yeah we've got something in the opposite of a carrie tracker (laughs) but then you start looking at this weekend and i and it's not of really about the friends. It's all about Carrie's anxieties about losing friends and needing to control the trajectory of the friendship. Carrie is so terrified of ending up alone that anytime the girls are being pulled away by some of their like priorities, she feels very threatened. Yes. So when Miranda and Steve um, are negotiating staying behind with a baby. Carrie's like fucking terrified they're not going to make this trip. But also Miranda really wants to go. So I totally get that. She and Carrie ends up having them take the goddamn bus to Atlantic City to get Miranda there. When Miranda wants to sit and quietly read her New Yorker, Carrie's going on and on about how we have to invest in friendships. When clearly investing in the friendship would just be sitting and being with Miranda when she finally has a moment of peace and quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... The whole, and then, you know, with the girls, she just felt so, she was just like pushing fun. She was trying to push fun when clearly people were like not in that space to like do that. Yeah. So I think the whole weekend was carry tracker. It was like, it was a whole trip was a carry tracker. The whole thing was a carry tracker. And it was just like, it just is like, um, it was so quintessential of the, of like that person or like that girl that like was like in your friend group when you were like in high school or college who's who like gets broken up with or something and then has decided that no one else is allowed to date anyone like no one else yeah. is allowed to have a boyfriend or whatever it- Yep, I know exactly what you mean. I like. I'm sure there's a part of her that was like thrilled that Samantha like broke up with Richard. Right, (laughs) right, right. She's like, let's just skip all the drama and like be on a commune together. Like, Charlotte's like, and and yeah, yeah, she'd be the and she'd be the first one to be like, peace out. I met a great guy. Exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah, like Uh, with with Big, she disappears. Yeah, 
Exactly. So the the one little piece of information that I did find interesting was that when she was talking about, you know, you you don't just get old and expect there's a big pot of money at the end of your life. Like you have to invest, you have to save. So you have to invest in friendships. You have to save for friendships. And I love that Miranda's like, did you finally open that IRA? And you're like, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I did not see that line. There, that was one of my one of my Mirandaisms. Do you finally open? <laughs> like that was the only th- Miranda's like blah blah blah. Like the only thing she's interested in. Carrie's like, no, I didn't do anything. Everything is um, so like conceptual for Carrie. Like I love that she was like, like she has the ultimate like slacker job. She's literally like sitting on the hotel, like in this fancy hotel, like sitting on the bed, and she's watching TV. And like the TV is like you know a local it's like a hotel channel it's explaining like the odds and like statistics of gambling and poker or whatever and carrie it it's just so you know it stimulates carrie's like very like theoretical <laughs> conceptual size that side it reminded me so much of that meme of the girl like with numbers all around her like yes. claire da- is it claire danes or something yeah um that really funny meme because like the numbers are like probability and Carrie's like hmm and like totally skips it. It's like how does this relate to gambling on love? And she's like writing notes down. Well, that I, was that was can I funny scene. share yeah. the quote because I, I actually do yeah. want I do, I do want to ask the question to you. She goes, "People go to casinos for the same reason they go on blind dates, hoping to hit the jackpot, but mostly you just wind up broke or alone in a bar. If we know the house always wins." Why gamble? Okay, well, let's break it. She down. ends up. <laughs> she ends up answering this question herself. Well, Charlotte so answers well, yeah. it, and then it's reaffirmed when Carrie sees that happy old couple at the end. So let's go back a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Carrie is so cynical in yeah. season five. She's post Aiden, post big, very single, you know, did a dramatic haircut that's clearly not working for her. And she's like totally, she's like totally lost. This is very flea bag, hair is everything kind of a thing. And I think that she's like, this is when I'm feeling like really PMSy and depressed. And I'm like, what does it all mean? Like, my life's like, it's not worth it. Like, she's clearly in this like very mental spiral. And she, I, I get what she's saying, right? Like, what is the point if you know shit doesn't work out? Like, you know you're you're not going to win a million dollars the the casino. Like, you know a blind date usually sucks just based on experience. Yeah. And then Charlotte, when she brings this up, Carrie's like, God, like, it's not going to work. Like, we shouldn't bet on this. And Charlotte's like, but I want to bet on it. I want the anniversaries. I want the fights. I want to bet and risk and gamble because I know the reward is really good. Mm-hmm. So Carrie at the end, she's eating that taffy, looking terrible with her eyeshadow and bad <laughs> hair. And she looks at that sweet couple kind of arguing over the water and they're so content. And like that's kind of like the pot of the gold at the right. end of the rainbow. And you see the sky and how it looks and like love and connection and relationship. So it's it's both, I think, I think Carrie and she even says that she's been hiding from that and closing herself off from that because I think she's had relationships that have like failed very badly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is again nothing about anyone other than Carrie. I was going to say she spoiled the whole on. weekend for everybody else. <laughs> she she really did. Um 
But yeah, I think she says Carrie realizes she's using her friends as a as human shield, <laughs> as vulnerability. <laughs> but I'm shield. also laughing because the one chance that the one time this whole weekend that Carrie decides to take a risk, it's not to the risk of letting Charlotte get a drink with these guys. It's it's Carrie literally bet like loses a thousand dollar chip. <laughs> Like she, she's and like she the, bets lo- it on the highest 36. stakes. Yeah, I know. She's like, "What happens after 36? I'm like, I don't know. It was just like a little, a little too corny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the girls end up because Samantha breaks up with Richard. The girls end up taking the bus home, and there is, and this is one of the things I really hated about just like that mm-hmm. is this was an episode that was very core centric. So you mm-hmm. have the girls together a lot of bonding moments they take that really cute photo on the bus together and you see their friendship part of it and I think in just like that was really missing it and Mm. season five there's a lot of those moments Mm -hmm. between the girls and yeah I mean oh wait you know what one thing we didn't talk about was Miranda I know I was just gonna say like this I would say that like this was a weird scene because it both aged well and didn't age well so Mm -hmm. basically just to back up real quick Miranda like they're all around like a roulette table or something and they need to be like getting up quick the girls are kind of like you know delaying the game and this guy Carrie wants the person to take a photo of her the guy running the roulette game it's like so (laughs) insane they're not allowed to yeah and they're this guy at the table goes hey red move your fat ass and calls Miranda fat and like the whole episode is like Miranda is like oh I have all this shade struggling weight. yeah and mm-hmm. like it doesn't age well for this reason this scene because in that year whatever year that was 2002 Miranda was considered fat like but yeah the I girls know. go and on you to find defa- out her yeah. weight the next episode too and it's not high right right and so like they're they're basically like the girls are defending her by being like she just had a baby and da 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 da. But I'm kind her of like her ass is normally not that fat. Mm. She had a baby, and Miranda's like, yeah, that's right. Thanks, Charlotte. Yeah, but it's like no, but she's not fat at all, and that's why it was like this weird thing. They're like trying to defend her, which I guess aged well, but then it's like acknowledging that she is overweight like I don't it was so weird I get okay so do you think it ages well that they then fat shame somebody else like if somebody because he fat shamed her by saying move your fat ass and they say hey she just had a baby what's your excuse did you have triplets because the guy is fat so it's like does it neutral nah, out like if no nah, that if that you guy think it's was fine it's fair to, game yeah I think it's fair game if he was willing to be that low then yeah, I did. I did love like Carrie being like, "What's your excuse? You having triplets?" Like, I I liked the girls coming to her to rescue. Her side. I liked that a lot. Be- well, it was kind of fucked up earlier in the, in the episode. This major Carrie tracker in which they're gambling. Miranda is. Um, you know, playing whatever game it is, and there's this like kind of like a very Jersey Italian guy who. It wants is like going against Miranda. Yeah. And then he says hey, Blondie. Like, Blondie, like blow on my dice. And then Charlotte's like, no one asks me. And then then she then Carrie's like, oh, my friend could whatever. And the guy basically says, like, no, I want the hot one. And oh. Carrie, instead of defending Charlotte, is then flattered. It's like, me? I'm the and hot she blows one? on the dice. 
Then he wins and he gives her the $1,000 chip and Miranda loses. <laughs> it was this like really fucked up moment where Carrie not only wins the money, is validated with a compliment while Charlotte's offended because she's called not hot and Miranda loses the money. <laughs> It was just, it was like a great Carrie Tracker moment where she just does not see it at all. Amazing Carrie Tracker. And like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, oh my God, there's like, again, we're we're always going to come back to this, (laughs) this question that we like every episode. Do the writers know how bad Carrie is? Or like, did they intentionally write this or not? Like... I want to she go sucks. back and read like the TV guide, whatever reviews of an episode. Now, maybe there wasn't that same review culture where an episode came out and people had to like give their opinion yeah. right away. Whereas now like you have a live opinion, like it's happening live and people are giving their opinion. So maybe there's a little bit more time to marinate. But I don't know. I, I'm always curious, like, is she a, was she written to be this like anti-hero villain? Because yeah. she's so awful. Yeah, 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 totally. And I also question the writers. Like, what? Um, I know. I did. I do have another Samantha Zinger I want to share. I okay, t- tell me. So we'll I, do some fashion call-outs. Yes. I have, uh, no wonder the house always wins. These men are smothered in breasts. <laughs> another breast call-out. And she goes, I don't know what I was thinking, bring, bringing a cheating man to Atlantic titty. <laughs> and then my face. Like, fa- how many? Yeah. Breast puns. Oh, you have another one? And well, this is the famous, iconic Samantha line. I love you too, Richard, but I love me more. Yes. Love it. I did. Does she, did she? She ends up saying that to Smith in the movie, right? When she breaks does up she, with him. Does she? Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure she recycles that. that I seems think, like a I think cheap she does. Line, yeah. Yeah, definitely some like great Samantha lines this episode. Um, what fashion is sticking out for you? Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. Um, well, fashion miss is Carrie's like crazy perm. Um, I have to say in. In light of all this Y2K, you know, resurgence of fashion, I kind of love Charlotte's hot pink plunging neckline look. She had her Sandra Bullock Miss Congeniality moment yes. walking out looking hot. Um, I thought she looked amazing. <laughs> she looked amazing. And they were like, this fucking cheap whore who bought a gift <laughs> shop. I was like, where's that gift shop? I want to go now. <laughs> I know. She, well, because the previous scene, like she had packed like a cardigan and she had all this little thing and she was wearing a button up and, and she had her robe on with her like hair, Um, the, what's it called? The, what's the thing you wear in the shower? Um, Shower cap? shower shower cap so she kind of looked like an an old maid so i just totally love that she went to the gift shop got the dress speaking of old maid have you ever played that game oh my god i played it all the time when i was a kid i loved it i don't even know gun to my head i wouldn't know how to play i don't know i don't even remember what it was but i remember was like go fish kind of probably yeah like yeah feeling like a go fisher okay um so yeah that's definitely our miss is carrie's whole look and our hit is i'm liking where charlotte looks great yeah, love it. So it's great. How many um, so Manolos? yeah, that what are we what are we gonna rate this episode? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. I'm giving it um three, three and a half. Two one. I was going three and a half, four. I was gonna yeah. be a little generous with four. It's not I like didn't a laugh favorite a ton. episode, yeah. It, it's not a favorite episode. Yeah. It, it's really not. Um I remember actively disliking it because Atlantic City yeah. felt so wrong to yeah. me. Yeah. 
I don't know. It yeah. felt kind of just weird for them not to be in New York. Like the yeah. LA episodes are really great, yeah. but mm, not not this yeah, one. Yeah, it's kind of random. Yeah. <sighs> well, thank you guys. Um, let us know your thoughts, and if you like this episode, there's always little things that we miss. So please um, DM us and let us know anything that you you we didn't mention that you you saw. There's always some like other carry tracker that like someone will point yep. out. I'm like, damn it, why didn't I mention that? Um, but but yeah, well, we will see you guys next week. Next week we have um, season five, episode four, Cover Girl. Another good Carrie-Samantha interaction. Um, and that's that's it for this week, guys. Bye, our old maids. Bye, our little pearl thongs. <laughs> oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>